Folks, welcome back to Beer and Business. We're back, you're back. Wow, guys, it's been a little bit of a hiatus, but I'm super excited to be back in studio. Hot damn. I've, have missed, you guys, I've missed you. I've missed you too. Have you guys ever thought about developing an app? Yep. No. Ah, shocking. Well, listen, many of you have thought about, geez, I wish I could develop an app. There may not be an app for that. Well, today on the show, we had Jason Bass. He was one of the original gangsters or guests? Yes. Oh, OG. he's an OG. He's yeah. an OG on the Beer and Business Podcast. Yeah, so he was on episode nine. He developed a really, really cool app. And we're going to talk to him today about the process he went through to develop that. Really awesome, guys. Welcome him back to the show. It is Jason Bass. Welcome to Beer and Business. You found the best podcast for entrepreneurs. We serve crafty business knowledge, comedy, and yes, beer. And now it's time for our hosts. If he were to pat you on the back, you'd list it on your resume. It's Jake Mullins. And his beer never gets warm. It just sits there, staying frosty, waiting for him. Mr. John Winnie. And if you spell his name in Scrabble, you automatically win. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Darren Flanagan. Jason Bass, welcome back to the show. I like back. It's back. a pleasure to be back. That's really cool. So He's really interesting. He was an OG guest. He's an OG. Yeah. Jason Bass, you have the distinction of being the first <laughs> guest on the Beer and Business podcast that was called Back. Oh, right on. Very first time. Wow. We've not had anybody else on the show more than once. Darren, you're a fucking host. <laughs> I'm getting a look from Darren. That doesn't like, I'm count. here every week. <laughs> what are you talking about? But I was a guest on the show. And somehow, now well, I'm here. <laughs> well, really excited to talk to you. We'll, we'll get into your story in just a minute. But before we get down to business, boys, it's been a while since we've been in the studio. No shit. Which we are going to do a, a uh, episode here soon to talk about why we've been absent the past month. Because everybody's going to want to know. Yes, I know. You're and listen, I'm sorry. I know you guys are just like chomping. Can you imagine? I'm at the edge of my seat. Can you imagine out. being a fan of the show and like have to go four weeks without new content? I'm yeah, really no. sorry, guys. Yeah, I've been listening probably to books on and, tape instead in the meantime. Yeah. We've probably been having... listening to good podcasts yeah. instead. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get down to business, boys, we are drinking Line Creek. The official beer, the Beer and Business Podcast. Man, we are drinking something really good. It's called Merry and Bright. It's a Christmas ale. Are you in the Christmas is, spirit already? I am. This is fantastic. No, Holy crap, it I is. I wasn't until I had this beer. Yeah. It is I so good. I was ready for Thanksgiving, waiting patiently for Thanksgiving to pass before getting into the holiday spirit. But this beer put me- Yeah, it I, I'm ready to bypass turkey and go straight to Christmas lights. There you go. Yeah, yeah. this is like, it's like got a little spice to it and it's like a dark lager. Ooh, I love it. Cheers, boys. It's Cheers. Not, it's not over the top. It's still, no, so it's, clean and bright. It's, oh, it's, yeah, really, it's really good. good. And merry. It's like and yep, merry and bright, festive, yeah. and yes, it's all hey, the you can get away from the decorating for Christmas. Cliche. You just tell the kids, listen, Dad's got what he needs for Christmas. Here's the decorations in the fridge. And I got to tell you guys, the can makes me feel good. It's got all this Christmassy stuff, wreaths, lights, lights, trees. You know, I mean, gosh, it's kind of hard to contrast how happy everybody's felt with the election. I mean, now that everybody's coming together, yeah, and all the <laughs> unity and. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to have sure. something to take your mind off all that crazy shit. Now where's Mule, though? Uh, I don't know. I, I couldn't find it. I looked at another yeah, fine. So we want to remind you guys, uh, Line Creek Brewing in Peachtree City, the official beer of the Beer and Business Podcast. Please make sure if you're in the Atlanta area, 
go visit the brewery. I mean, since we're talking about Christmas, what better gift to put under the tree, Mr. Winnie, than what? Beer? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine anything better. I know what I'm getting you. And Hanukkah. (laughs) And Hanukkah. Right? And Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and uh, everything. I mean, whatever. Festivus for the rest of us. Let's do it. Beer. I'll tell you what, I was sitting there the other last week when it was a little cooler out and I was by the fire pit over there just drinking a nice stout. That is fall. Yes. That is a good way to sell it. Start out with fire. Absolutely. Yeah. So make sure you visit the brewery. If you can't visit the brewery, then go to the local grocery store bottle shop, pick yourself up, you know, several six packs because the beer is delicious. And it goes fast. If they don't have it, go to the manager of the store and demand it. Yeah, demand it or uh, take a two by four to them. You know, whatever. No, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> or just bring them back a stocking with a lump of coal in it. This isn't a <laughs> peaceful demonstration. Yeah, I guess it is Christmas. So I should yeah. probably try to be nice. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. It is the season. So, Jason, um, for those that, that don't know, because gosh, we, it's hard to believe we've been doing this podcast over two years. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So, you were one of our very early guests, episode nine. And so if you've not listened, you should probably go back and listen to episode nine because Jason shared to this day, my favorite story on the podcast. <laughs> yes. The <laughs> ultimate entrepreneur. <laughs> yes. And I'm not going to spoil it. You got to go back and listen, but I will tell you it has something to do with selling condoms to high school kids. Well, you basically just gave it away. Well, Wait, can <laughs> I, can I just clarify that I was in high school at the time? No, I don't want you to clarify yeah, no, anything. That does not sound good. <laughs> well, you know, because of the, uh, the story I don't about really the way think you that makes it any wife yeah. either. So I'm not sure which one sounds it, worse. Everything is okay in context. I promise. I will just tell you, <laughs> yeah. it is the most brilliant story about entrepreneurism that I've yes. heard on the podcast so far. It's awesome. And it made me laugh my arse off. That makes me proud. Yes. But uh, it and didn't we, make my mom proud, but I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> but you uh, you own a web design company and we talked about um, all things web design on, on your last um, on the episode that you're on. But today we brought you in because congratulations, you have launched a really cool app that we're going to talk about called Thank Brewery you. Hours. That's right. And uh, Brewery Hours is really cool. I'm not going to steal the thunder and talk about what it is, but we wanted to bring you on today to walk us through the whole life cycle of saying, hey, you know what? I'd like to develop an app because it's a huge opportunity. It can be. And uh, you did it. It's I don't easy. know anybody else that did it. So I really wanted to get that. Am doing. Am right. <laughs> yes. There's, it's never <laughs> one day done. I'll be able to sit back and say I did that. Right yeah, now after you I sell am it. doing it. Right. Yeah. After you <laughs> sell it. it, don't you just have an idea? Go on Fiverr, hire somebody to write your app. You submit it, and then all the dollars start pouring in. Right. That's how it works. <laughs> oh well, shit. Wow. We're done. I'm Jeez, we're done. <laughs> they realize Thanks this for, is going to be such a short. Thanks tuning in, folks. <laughs> See you next week. And then there's the reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is what we're going to. I'll talk let you about. into that. Okay, so here's what I want to start with. I want you to tell us what prompted this whole thing for you because you saw an opportunity in the market. Uh, there was a problem, and which is typically where most good entrepreneurial ideas, businesses Absolutely. come from. You see an, an opening in the market, an, a problem, an opportunity to solve. So what is it that you saw that drove you nuts? Yeah, entrepreneurs are problem solvers. And uh, I am a, what do you call it? Habitual <laughs> serial, entrepreneur. serial entrepreneur. I can't yeah. help myself. I try to find solutions to problems that sometimes don't exist. This one, I think, is a real problem. I think that breweries are wonderful places for people to gather. Mm -hmm. And I think that breweries are typically started by people who enjoy, have a passion for brewing, but don't know how to run a business. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, uh, yeah, I, I would concur. 
you might have yeah. some experience there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, I think that um, marketing is a big problem for any business. But especially- by the way, can I caveat that because I'm not picking on breweries? I think that's most of us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like entrepreneurs uh, in general. No, like, we should be very. I'm clear going about to that. go into business, and then you get in, and you're like, "What the hell am I doing?" No, we should be very <laughs> clear about that. This is a business podcast too, and I think it's important for people to understand the challenges that they're going to face when they're sure. trying to start a business. And in in 99 of cases, people try to start a business, they never realize all the different things that are involved. Bookkeeping, really? Right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's I'm sure that's why most of them fail, right? I would a imagine lot of them, so. Yeah. yeah. Sales. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Know, without marketing, yeah. nobody's going to know. You're not going to know who your market is. You're not going to sure. know who to advertise to. You're not going to know where to spend your ad dollars. And uh, a big part of marketing is making sure that the hours of operation are clear and easy to be found. Sure. And let's be honest. In this days, <laughs> in the time period we live in now, we've got not only websites but a million social channels. Google My Business is out there as a as an authority, mm-hmm. but those all take a person to go in and manage. And we want to take that away from the business, from the brewery specifically. So because it's na- a huge task. To, yeah, it takes a lot of time. I mean, breweries are. I mean, obviously they make beer, but they're event spaces. You right. know, so they're not just bars where or like like a restaurant where you just go in any day and you just get in. They're event spaces. A lot of times they get rented out. That's right. You know, there's a big event going on that may not be something you want to go to. So those are what I right. consider to be special events. But in the normal business operations, things are always changing. Sure. Breweries are always trying to figure out what the right times to even be open are. Sure. Right? Are we going to be successful on a Tuesday from five to nine? Or should we close on Tuesdays and just do a Thursday through Sunday? And on Sundays, you know, should we open after church or should we be open all day for those who don't go to church? You know, there's there's a lot that they have to figure out as a business. And every time they make a business decision, like that, they've got to go on to all these different sources and update their information. Right. There is also, to my knowledge, no other way, and I'm not even going to limit it to apps, but there's no way for a business, a brewery in this case, to send a push notification out to any of their followers to let them know that there's an event going on, whether it's a brewery closure or we have a special event happening, a beer release coming out on Saturday, whatever it is. And my app allows them to do that, which was just in my opinion, the icing on the cake, but the innate ability for the brewery to be able to push out their business information to over 150 different publishers, publishers, meaning Google, Google Maps, Apple Maps, Yahoo, Yelp. The list is 150 plus long, right? So you use brewery hours as the, as the source of information and we take care of the rest. See, I think that's brilliant because first of all, the, the whole changing of hours thing, like breweries are notorious for that. Oh yeah. I mean, they're like the, I don't know why they tinker with their hours. Well, you asked what what the reason was for this in the first place, right? Like what the problem was. And the problem was that my wife and I drove two hours. Granted, we took a very nice hike, but the plan was to end the hike and go to a brewery. And don't you know, it was closed. It was closed because all the information online was wrong, outdated. For whatever the reason, they were closed. We drove two hours and there was no other breweries in the area. So we turned around and came all the way back home. And that was really disappointing. And that that's when the light bulb went off. And it was like, this is a problem. And I think that people would really appreciate from having a single source to go to, to refer to brewery hours. And then uh, I think, uh, well, my daughter's not quite two yet. So um, this was right before maybe Katie was pregnant. I don't remember. Anyway, the point is that we started thinking about other things that were important to us about 
the search for a brewery? Mm-hmm. Is there a changing table? Where is there food available? Are mm-hmm. they dog friendly? Right. All of these features, as I as I'm labeling them, became things that we had to start being concerned about when we're trying to plan to go visit a brewery. Right. I think that's great because I actually had the exact same experience that you had maybe about a year, year and a half ago. I was meeting with somebody, business meeting, and we had picked out a nice brewery and I checked. Yep, they're open. I went online. Yep, cool. They're open. And we got there, drove over an hour and it was closed. And we ended up at like Chili's or Applebee's. Oh, the pain. <laughs> it was just like... This is not the ambiance I wanted for this meeting. That's happened to us too during going camping down a certain. Oh yeah, that did happen. Yeah. And I was really pissed <laughs> yes, off man. about it. I know. Yes. Yeah. So this is a problem. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I think that, you know, recognizing that that was an opportunity obviously is, is, you know, what being an entrepreneur is all about. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, obviously you have a, I would say a step above everybody else in terms of getting into this because you do website design. So you're already familiar with coding. But when you said, ah, yes, an app, what was the next step for you? Did you know what to do or is this completely different than, than website design? It is completely different, but let me take you through the process of my my thought process here. Right. So I had the idea, I created a Google spreadsheet and started going Website by website, brewery by brewery, just making a list of all their information, including all their hours. And I was operating off of this spreadsheet for a long time. So if I was going to a brewery in true form, you just start talking to other people and you find out they had the same problems. And next thing I know, I'm sharing my spreadsheet with random strangers because it's helpful to them to know what breweries are open. So then I thought, well, okay, from my web development background, I could easily upload this spreadsheet and make a website. Out of it. How much do you regret that thought easily? Well, to be be quite honest, that part was easy. Uploading it to to a website was really simple. Making it searchable. It was everything. He's got staff for that. I did do this myself. It was a passion project. This has always been a passion project. Every time uh, I've said like, oh, this is going to be easy. I've regretted those Usually not. That is true. But that never got me anywhere. Uploading it to a website didn't Didn't answer any problems. And even though this was a website and it was public, I never fully believed that people were going to go to the website. No one's going to open their phone, open their browser and type in brewerryhours.com. In my case, brewerryhours.org is where all the data is. I just don't think anybody's going to use it that way. Sure. But an app like this is more powerful as an app. Not to mention you cannot do push notifications through a website. There's a lot you can do on a mobile-friendly website, but you can't do push notifications. And that's a really big part of what we're doing. Sure. Uh, so it, it became pretty clear to me. I knew I needed this to be an app. Um, I did actually have some experience in app development. A lot like what we did here, we built a an app that was a shell, a structure to pull in data from a website. So I had some familiarity about building the screens and then how to write the APIs in order to make the app use the API to get the data in, which, by the way, is what an API is, just like a backdoor to, to code. Application protocol interface, right? You're that's on the, it, man. That's right. The common language between two different that's right. sets of technology. Yeah. See? I know what I'm talking about. Good stuff, about. man. Wow, Jake. Yeah. 
Points. I just, you know, it's points for Jake. No, I'm just saying it, it's important that people understand it, what he's talking is. about because it's yeah, buzzwords can yeah. make people lose interest. You you nailed it. That's what it is. But it that's what it's actually called. But what it is is essentially just a backdoor mm-hmm. so that you can get data from one place and put it into another place. Right, right. Um, so we built this website. All of our information is housed on our on the web, uh, brewerryhours.app. But when you open the app which unfortunately is only available in the iOS store. But as I promised you at the beginning, there is an Android version that is probably just a few weeks away. So, well, there's a reason for that, Mr. Winnie. Apple users are better than Android users. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Their noses are stuck up a lot higher. I wish I could come back with a stat that like craft beer drinkers have iPhones or something. But the truth is I'm an iPhone user and I felt like it it would be easier for me to build. It was selfish reasons to launch it first. Yes. hundred percent. Hey, do you use your own app? No. I can't. It's for for you guys, but it's also for me. So (laughs) you'll get yours, Mr. All right, fine. I'll get an iPhone. I, listen, I got just so you guys know in the audience, I have to take every chance to make fun of Android that I can because Mr. Winnie has an Android phone and he shakes it and the light comes on and it just pisses me off because it's so brilliant. It's the best. And my writer. stupid freaking phone won't do that. Your billion dollar I know, it's iPhone crap. 24. Yeah, but at least now all you have to do is max. hold it up. And you know what my phone does when I front. shake it? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I, I might be teaching you something new here, but with the new operating system, you can train your phone to tap the back of your phone to do whatever you want it to do. If you want to turn the flashlight on, I can show you how to do that. Oh, boom. Oh, dude. Yeah. Can you tell? Yes, sir. Like, can you teach, tell him his wife to be quiet? I don't, no, I don't think so. It doesn't, I it's do a that. phone, not a just, miracle just, machine. Just tap it. Kids go to bed. <laughs> that's it. Okay. So, oh, sorry. Oh, that's sorry. Not, he's Thanks for it. blinding me with your goddamn flashlight. <laughs> the only reason those are the only way they're better. It's the only reason I have the phone. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So you, you, so you figured, yes, I've got some experience in this, you know, I'm going to get into it, but what was the reality for you? Yeah, like? that didn't make it any easier just because we had a yeah. little bit of experience doesn't mean that it was easy by any means. In fact, now that I'm being forced to think about this, Sorry, you're uncovering some bad memories. But uh, <laughs> the, Here first, comes the, scar tissue. the first developer that I used for this did nothing. He was said he was working for months. And when I forced him to give me the code so that I could actually see what he was doing, it was nothing like what I had asked, mm-hmm. which was obviously a huge waste of time. But also, I, I didn't pay him. So I didn't lose out on, on money. That part, uh, thankfully, I protected myself. But... Um, but we definitely lost a lot of time and that really, that really hurt. You know, when you're building something like this, I feel like time is of the essence. You always want to be, you know, the first one out, sure. come out strong. And, uh, and that really, that really hurt. So, so I let me, let me stop again. you here and ask you a question because this, I really want to understand this and I want to help kind of draw a roadmap for our audience. So you guys have all this experience in, you know, developing websites and all the integration work that happens which you guys do, you guys code it yourself, Mm -hmm. but you did not have experience in developing an app. So you hired a developer to do that work. In this particular instance, I hired outside of the Jason under design umbrella. I have a lot of great people that work with me and I, for some reason, wanted to keep this separate. It's not like I wouldn't have had to pay them if they worked for me versus didn't. It wasn't about the money. It was just maybe segmenting the businesses to just keep things separate so that the waters didn't get muddied or something. It's cheaper mm-hmm. to go to Fiverr. <laughs> Fiverr. <laughs> please don't go to don't Fiverr. Ever, <laughs> folks, please don't do that. Otherwise, you'll have an experience like Jason did. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot like that. I did not use Fiverr to find this guy. I did have somewhat of a relationship with this other developer, but it didn't matter. I mean, he wasn't sitting next to me and I couldn't see what he was doing. There was no milestone check-ins. All the things that I would normally do were not done. And it was a seven or eight month waste of time. Wow. But every time you do something, I mean, is it not true that the next time you do it, you do it better? Sure. Sure. Right? Of course. So yeah. it gave me, it was like a rehearsal. We went through the process. We designed all the screens. We had worked out a lot of the kinks from a user, um, inner interactivity perspective, the experience we thought we tweaked and made it right. And then when we realized, well, there's actually nothing here to use, we went back and started building it and started realizing that some of the things we thought were great ideas at first were not really all that great. So I've still been working on it. It took probably close to another seven or eight months, but I've been watching it the entire time. And uh, when we finally got it to go through test flight, which is Apple's um, beta uh, program, beta program yeah, right? Yeah. So only select people can subscribe and you can get it on your phone and test it out. I, I was select. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, you know why? iPhone. <laughs> Seriously? Shake your phone, see what it does. Nothing. <laughs> Which is what I want it to do. <laughs> so uh, so can I stop you and ask a question? Yeah. Wow, look at this. We're, are it's we seriously turning board. flashlights See on? How fast that works. So you actually had to touch it, though. Folks, we're, we're sitting here screen. playing with phones. This Flashlight is ridiculous. Wars. No, seriously. Question for you. <laughs> Did your team have the capability of doing this, this development work if you asked them to? That's who ended up doing it. I oh, ended up going okay. in-house to my own guys, and we, they've been more responsive than you can what you expect, course. right? I mean, they're— You're kind of their boss. Yeah. So <laughs> we, I mean, we talk daily about this. I get to—you know, we screen share, and I get into the code with them. Uh, in real time, I can see things moving if I want them to change something around. Now, did they have some of them have actually experience building apps or was yeah. it did they still have to no, was this, it learning? I used at all? the guys on my team that were specifically app developers. They knew exactly <laughs> what they were doing. They knew how to do it. They knew the answers to the questions that I didn't know. And uh, and we've been working on this together versus that other guy who said he was working on it in a dark room somewhere and I didn't get to see anything. So. So let me ask you this. So if I'm if I'm just a regular person and I'm like, oh, I see an opportunity like you did, because all this stemmed from a problem or, you know, an opportunity, depending on how you look at it. Right. But here's here's something that, gosh, if, if only there was an app. Oh, that would be great. Mm -hmm. But most of us, if we have an idea like that, it's like, well, God, I don't I don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. So in that case. What does that process look like for somebody that doesn't have your experience in your company? You know, how do you find the right person, the right partner to trust in, in developing that app and, and seeing it out to your vision? Yeah. Uh, find someone like me and talk to them. I'm not saying me. Find, you find I'm, somebody named Jason Bass. I mean, and listen, you call my, them. my yeah. phone number is, but I'm really just saying that I think it's very important to find someone who does have the experience and who can walk you through it. Yeah. And I can tell you that I have had my best friend called me last week and said, I have an app idea. Because he wouldn't know where to start, but he knows sure. that I've obviously done it. So we talked through it. Turns out his idea was brilliant. 
so much so that there's a billion dollar company who's already done it. And I just turned him onto a tool that he may not have otherwise known about. Uh, and I have to say, you know, that's, that happens a lot sure. Even with websites. People come to me all the time with what they consider to be great business ideas. And it proves to be that it's so great. Other people have already done it. <laughs> right. You just didn't search hard enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or at all for that matter. <laughs> I have a, another best, I have another, another friend up in New York who called me similar idea. He had a, an answer to a COVID problem and, uh, um, mask. <laughs> Wear a mask, do your part. <laughs> um, this idea, I, th- I still think is actually a really good idea. It's um, if I can share it. I mean, I don't Go know ahead. that anybody's okay. done it, but um, up in New York, I guess there were rules about the restaurants serving only outside, but you could buy alcohol from them as long as a certain portion of your bill was from food. So what happens if you go and, you, you know, because they're coming I'm out to the car. I'm already fucking confused. Yeah, it's confusing. It's, New York is confusing. New York That's is confusing. good point. Yes, yeah. thank you, Mr. Winning. Even outside Manhattan. Yeah. But you go up to the, you know, you order and you get your, let's call it a burger and a beer and they close your tab. Now you can't get a second beer unless you order Another, another burger, food. Oh. right? Or like some other substantial amount yeah, of food yeah. because of the percentage that has to work out. So in, a, in most cases, we call this a tab and you just leave it open. But the restaurants weren't really prepared to do that when it was outside sales because people would just leave or. Gotcha. I, so he had this idea and I did think it was really smart. But, um, you know, we started talking about the process and everything that would go into it and the amount of hours that were involved. And it was cost prohibitive, so it never got off the ground. Um, and we did do our research, and the only app that did anything like what he was describing was in the UK or something. So it wasn't, you know, so set you up to multiple here. beverages to go with your food. You could do that, basically. Whatever. Order up front. But as, yeah. as, as far as app development, I mean, the reason you went outside in the first place, was that just to save money? I mean, obviously... I, it's going to be more expensive to do it in-house. What, is that the case? or It was a decision that I made that was really just based on keeping things organized. Uh, you know, yeah. it wasn't a Jason Hunter design project where I was going to be, where Jason Hunter design was going to be getting paid from brewery hours. Right. Okay. Um, so I, I felt like I had to keep it separate. Were you worried about getting distracted too? That has been a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I, you know, for what it's worth, the Jason Hunter design side of things, I've, done a really good job of building a team so that things are managed without me being, you know, hands-on and involved all the time in every aspect. So right. now that I've proven that we can build an app for a personal project of mine right. while running the rest of the business and the 60 plus clients that we have active at any given time, you know, I, I kick myself now for having not done it that way right sure. from the beginning, but it really was more, it wasn't, it really wasn't so much about cost. It was really just about, about keeping the businesses in their own lanes. Gotcha. Now back to what Jake had asked before, you know, uh, people are trying to, they have an idea, they want to launch an app, they don't know where to go, but you don't want to make the wrong decision. Are there certain questions if you're wanting to develop an app that you should ask the app developer, like to try to flush them out? Yes. Like, could you send me a picture of the room that you'll be working from? Is it, your, is, it your mom, is it your mom's basement? Or be like that Don't. one that one dude who managed the, the, the division of an IT company was a contractor and he was sending all his work to China and pretending like he was doing all oh, the wow. like programming. That, like that video of so. um, the, the place making masks and they're throwing them all on the floor. Yeah. That was all over Facebook a few months ago. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> no, but what are some serious questions yeah. that you would want to ask? Like core questions. I mean, I think. The number one question is, you know, can you prove to me, can you show me, but prove to me 
what you've done in the past. Portfolio. A portfolio. I mean, that seems like a really simple thing to ask, but I mean, even from a web perspective, I could show you a gorgeous website that turned out to be a template. All we did was swap out some pictures. Right. Those aren't the websites you're going to see on my portfolio page, but I have more transparency than a lot of other people. So apps are kind of the same way. I mean, you can tell me that you did this app, but there's really no way for me to know unless we really get into it and you show me. So I, mm-hmm. that question, I know you were joking about like, show me what no, room sorry, you're in. Sorry. I was serious about seeing the code in the Xcode application. I wanted to see the code that this guy had written because that was the only way I was going to believe that he was really going to do what I asked them to do. And I didn't take that step originally, but I do have a very lengthy and scary form on my website. So if people are interested in building an app, there is a very <laughs> arduous form they have to fill out. And I do that on purpose because honestly, it's not for the week. I mean, it it is a long process, which converts into an expensive process. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think people need to be prepared. So there's lots of questions in that questionnaire that help people figure out exactly what type of app they need and how much time is going to be involved in that. Because you've been working on this for three years, right? Almost mm, two, little over it's been two. Over two yeah. when you pitched it or presented it mm-hmm. at one million cups. One million that's cups. right, first time. Yeah. So let me uh, for for the audience. Uh, one of the things I want to make sure that we do is help people understand the difference between. By the way, Darren and I just cracked open uh, open some chinchillas. Yum! Oh God, this nice. is such a good a session IPA. Knucklehead. Yep. Oh, I, went, I went from this right, delicious. It's almost gone. Can't even see through that thing. Hmm. It's not. It's not it. water, <laughs> Mister Winnie. That's beer. Just so we're clear. Um, no, this is actually a session IPA. This is a five uh, percent. So it's it's a real session, and it's a delicious five percent IPA. Crisp. Yes. Um, so. For, for the audience, one of the things I want to share and, and help them go through it, because I'm, I'm sure that somebody's going to listen to this and say, yeah, I've had an idea for an app, right? But it's a lot different than a website because there's more that needs to be done. And there's the approval process through, you know, Apple and Android to get it on the app store and help people understand what that looks yeah. like. How is it different than a website? So what's funny is uh, from a from a. If you broke down the stages, there's really nothing that different between building a website and building an app until you get to the publishing part of things, which Mm. to your point is when Apple has to get involved. You do have to submit your app to Google as well, but Mm -hmm. there's really no review process which is another reason why I've always been very scared to use Android because you never really know what you're going to get, like what's baked into those apps. Um, Did you hear that, Mr. Winnie? You just have to look at the reviews. Every time time you shake that phone for the flashlight, freaking Putin is hacking into your bank account. Just saying. No review. You have no idea what's in that freaking app. It's a free market, man. All of your personal data should be shared on the free market. You're correct. You may want to get LifeLock. I'm just saying. (laughs) That is one of the things that really scares me because I just don't know what's in those apps. That's why I have no apps. I have my flashlight. What else do you need? (laughs) I don't know. You may want to go back and read the terms and conditions for that flashlight app. (laughs) 
what happens so there's when nothing. we went podcasting for a month. I didn't, I didn't realize oh, we were going to have such a glowing endorsement of iOS yeah. in this episode, That's but fine. it looks like we have. Oh, You're welcome, yeah. Apple. Yes. <laughs> uh, send the check to beer and business at... <laughs> send the new 12, the version 12. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll accept a new model of phone. Okay, so you... you yeah, the, you app, just, the app store You just send Apple an email to, to, to you Google. Have to sub- they just, <laughs> you have to submit it. I don't know what their actual process is. Like, there must be a, uh, an, a bot that tests it or something, but I've, uh, there's no approval waiting time or anything like that. Like Apple has Apple can take, uh, I mean, a month to get back to you. So I had this whole idea of a big launch that that I wanted to do. You know, I'm going to submit the app. We're going to have a party. Well, I sat there waiting for them to approve it. And, uh, this was during COVID time. So I didn't know if it was going to happen at all. And it turns out it actually happened faster than it probably would have in different times. Uh, I still have a, a screenshot of the of the email that came through that said your app's been approved. It was a very exciting moment. That's for cool me. because the people who were testing it wanted to figure out what the real like, brewery hours when they opened yeah, back right. up. Hey, like we want to use everybody this. looking at the the app uh, submission. Like wait a minute, I've gone to a brewery that was closed. Hold on, let me take a look at this yeah. real quick. Let's fast track it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope that's the case. I, I hope that you know the reason for this speaks to other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the you know the process of of designing screens for an app is very different than designing a user interface for a website. But the process of sitting down in front of Photoshop and creating a layered file that you know looks the way you want it to look is the same. Then the way you execute that and build it out, that's obviously very different. Um, and that makes you really think about the whole process differently. When you're thinking about using an app, there are different things that you can do that you can't do on a website. So there's some mm-hmm. you know user experience type elements that you have to consider when you're building an app that's very different than building a website. I mean, being the most basic, like touch versus mouse, right? Like oh, the yeah. different, it's a different mm-hmm. way to interact with whatever it is you're designing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good example. I was just thinking that on a Mac, you can actually, I have one of those, um, the touchless Mac, uh, Mac mice, I forget what they call it. Oh, the, the trackpad. Track, track it's pad. not a trackpad. It's an actual magic mouse. mouse. Magic mouse. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. Magic mouse two. And, uh, I can use like three, two, one, two or three fingers to do different things on the screen, including swipe. So like I can swipe left to delete an email just like I would on my phone. So there are certain things that you can actually do on your desktop that you can convert onto a phone or onto an app. But, but no, mm-hmm. you're, you were onto something. I mean, the process of developing is very different, mm-hmm. but even early stages than that just planning and designing all of that is very different than building a website what about the uh like the testing process is it is it a higher standard for an app versus a website from, from like the usability or from apple's perspective either i'm probably more from yours like before it even gets submitted yeah. right yeah i i mean it was important for me i had a hundred people that i asked to be beta testers i wanted as much feedback as possible mm-hmm. and i didn't quite get that much from either of you no, Darren was actually very helpful. He would send me screenshots. Jake, on the other hand, Jake's busy. Slacker. Jake's busy. He's building. I he gets excited I used in the beginning, it. but he just can't follow through. Listen, it's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. There, you have feedback. <laughs> Perfect. No, in reality, though, I think it's an important. Listen, question. I was I, late to the game. I was. You were. I was very you late. Were. So that went really live pretty least. quickly after yeah, you yeah, had I been did. invited. There were like three yeah. different beta tests that came through. Yeah. Oh, there were so many. You were like, so here's an update. Many. Update. And that's what again. gets tough, right? Like you've got people who quote unquote sign up to be beta mm-hmm. testers, and I have an expectation that they're going to go through everything that they've done, every task, right? Like 
I deleted your account. I need you to create a new account, except this time I want you to use the Apple sign in. Then I'm going to delete your account again. And you're going to try again using Facebook. Then I'm going to delete you again. And you're going to use just your email, right? Cause I need to make sure that all three of those work. And sure. then guess what? Once one of those works, then I need you to log in and actually connect to the other to make sure that that works and then log out and try to log in from the other one. I mean, there's so many use cases that we had mm. to think of. Right. And you know, I mean, what was it? Yesterday we were together, the other day we were together and you were like, Hey, I, um, I'm in my recent activity and I see that I followed myself. Like that was your issue. Yeah. That is very valuable for me to see. And it's only because I was sitting next to him that I actually got to see what was literally happening. All the other hundreds of people, which at this point we've been downloaded about 700 times. So about hundreds of people mm -hmm. are probably experiencing some crazy issue and they're not reporting that to me. So that's why that beta phase, that testing phase is incredibly important. So yes. I have a question for you, and, and this is going to be, uh, I'm going to ask this on behalf of the non-techies and the people that are like, Man, I've got an idea, but I, I really am kind of overwhelmed by it. So I'll start by sharing an example. When I, when I, in my career at AT&T, when I got put into my position at Cricket, I picked up .com, which I had never managed any .com entity before. And we, uh, I remember right after this happened, I got a call from the chief technical officer and they're like, Hey, we're meeting this afternoon to go over the JR, the JRD. And I'm like, it's the JRD. And they're like the joint requirements document. And I'm like, uh, what's that? And they're like, <laughs> we we're we're all going to meet and talk about what you need to do to, we're all going to write requirements. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I don't even know what the hell you, what's, what is this speak? I don't understand this speak. And it was, we had to sit down and we had this big complicated, of course, with it being IT, it was more complicated than it needed to be, but I had to write requirements for the user experience. Mm -hmm. And I had never done this before. And the people on my team that were working on it had never done it before either. So no, it's like, what the hell do we, we write requirements? Like, That's what awesome. the hell does that mean? And it turned out to be, it was very cumbersome on us. And we drank from a fire hose. Um, if if somebody has an idea and they go and they talk to somebody about developing an app and they're like, great, write, write your requirements. And they don't know. Like the, the experience that I went through was probably not what I would advise anybody to do. So I think what they'd be looking for is somebody who's going to take a more consultative approach. Guide like them through it. Yeah. What, what is it that you want the app to do? And what is the experience that you want somebody to have and explain that to me and let me help you write exactly. those requirements. Right. Um, because I'm worried about people like hearing this and going, great, I'm going to go do it. And I'm going to talk to somebody. And they're going to say, oh, cool. I'm going to give you a requirements document. And they're like, mm, what? No, me no <laughs> understand what are you talking about. A lot of that is, is why I created that questionnaire in the first place, because I think it asks <clears throat> questions that get people to think about things they might not have thought about. Mm -hmm. And in the end, the results turn out to be the preliminary version of a requirements document, or as I would call it a scope of work. Right. So once I read what their ideas are, that's where the consultative part comes in. And this really happens with websites too. I have a questionnaire for that. Sure. They answer what they want. And then we talk about how I can take what they want and make it, even better. And that doesn't necessarily mean more expensive because it doesn't always mean more bells and whistles. Sometimes it means less, right? Mm -hmm. It's just consulting about what they think they need and then figuring out the best way to do it. I think though the the difference here, if I may, it, the when it comes to requirements or scope of work, how, however you want to phrase that, if it's somebody coming to you for website design, it's like, I'm in this business, right? What it, 
whatever that business is, fill in the blank. There's already websites out there. that, And so you kind of understand what it is you want somebody to accomplish. And it seems logical. Maybe you want to do something a little bit different, but you already kind of understand what that website should look like. Right. But there's hundreds of thousands of apps, right? So usually an idea spurs from an experience that you've had. But I think a lot of times like you, there's not a brewery hours app, right? So I've got this idea and I'm going to go do something and I may not. Yes, I've been on other apps and I kind of know some of the basics, but my idea is different. Right. And so I may not have kind of the same thought process in my head, the same roadmap on how it would be designed and what that user experience would be. And I think that's where partnering with somebody like yourself that can take idea to helping somebody figure out what those requirements and that scope of work is. Right. I think it's really important. It's like I appreciate that. A game, you know, if you're doing a, a game type of app, right. You go, oh yeah, I want this. Or if you're going to do, I don't know, a s- informative service type, I, I guess. More of like a business it? app. You a know? business yeah. app. I mean, even from the one thing, like if you take the phone, does it, do you want it to be dynamic? So when I turn my phone sideways that the screen follows, or is it going to stay locked? either sideways or lengthwise, mm-hmm. and what's the benefit of either way? Because that's something that you have to add into the program as well. But yeah. you do that on the website. And little things like sharing. Mm-hmm. How do you want to share this with somebody? Do you want people to actually know that you're using this? Um, and other little, yeah, so. As By the way, said, that, that was another tip that Darren gave me the other day. And we've, uh, the, the newest beta version has, a nice sharing tool where you can choose your method of delivery before we were only allowing you to share it via Facebook or email. But he's like, well, what if I want to text it to someone? So we took away the Facebook and email buttons and just made the default iPhone share. So that slide pops up and you have every option on your, on your phone possible. You go Darren. See, one of these days I'll actually share it with you, Mr. Winnie, when that, Less version comes out. Yeah. Yeah. A couple weeks. Your couple it doesn't couple matter. Weeks. It doesn't need to be reviewed. Me. As soon as they send it, it's just uploaded <laughs> to Android Play. No, he was right. And I mean, a couple weeks, a couple weeks ago when Jason was actually presenting again at 1 million cups with it. And that was one of the questions. When's the Android yeah. version coming out? From yeah, a few it was people. Like, it was going to be a f- couple, three months. So based on that, no, we're and I said, really fast, Mr. which Winnie's goes to show get, you just how easy it is to. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the. Uh, because the Google approval period is so long, right? So drawn out. Check and make sure that it boots up. Yep, it sure does. It's, it's approved. It's so it's good. You'll have it sooner. But sir, there's some Russian code in here. All right, all right. It's already I get been approved. It. I get it. All right. It's fine. Yeah. We haven't even finished it yet. They already approved it. <laughs> it doesn't even work. Yeah, and they approved it. <laughs> but don't worry, Mister Winnie. That flashlight's totally fine, man. It's not hacking. Does your, your bank app account. have the ability, like if a if a new brewery opens in your in the area, it'll you can push notifications to. Yeah, so um, there is a classification, as I would call it, that's called coming soon. So as a user of the app, if mm-hmm. you search, you can search by coming soon breweries. You can search by breweries that are new to you mm-hmm. versus breweries that you've already visited. So if you let's say search by coming soon breweries and you find one that you want to be, you know, in the loop for uh, you simply click follow and then when that brewery's information changes whether yeah. that's me updating it because i found out they opened or uh, a user adding uh, suggesting edits and telling me that they're open anything of that nature is going to send a push notification to anyone who followed that brewery nice 
So it's not only a really good way for the user, the beer drinker, to keep track of what breweries they've been to, but also to keep tabs on which ones are, are coming yeah. soon. And we have a few in the area that are coming so, soon. Yeah. And it's, it's horrible because a lot of it's mm-hmm. word of mouth. They've been coming soon for, for like a, two years. Yeah, too long. Yeah. <laughs> too long. <laughs> two years, too long. Come on, guys. Come yeah, on. I know. I'm so excited for that. Oh, wait. They are now open from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Fridays only. I think they did have those hours at some point because they were doing um, tastings. Like they wanted people to taste their beer. Yeah. Never heard anything again. Yeah. But they haven't claimed it yet. No, they have not. I can't figure out. I don't know the owners. If anybody knows the owner of some of your company. Oh, yes. I can get you. Mm -hmm. I'd love to. Mm -hmm. I'd love to uh, let them know about this so they can claim it so that people have the right information. Same thing with uh, White Oak Brewing down the road in Noonan. Mm -hmm. They uh, are owned by the same people as... um, Oh, I can't think of the name of that bar. It's like across the street. They have uh, concerts in the parking lot all the time. Yes, Brickhouse. Brickhouse, thank yeah. you. Yeah, apparently that's the same owner. Yep. And it's a beautiful building. I see tanks inside. Yes, it looks real nice. No indication of when they're going to open. That, that and, white garage area? Mm-hmm. That you're, and it's right down. Right next to yep. uh, Quick Trip. Yep. Yeah. By the skating rink? In, in that, that area, area. yeah. Okay, in, yeah. all right, now I know. Yeah, it's a beautiful building. I'm looking forward to them opening too, but Mm -hmm. damn. So I follow both of those venues (laughs) waiting for (laughs) an update. But you've developed this with two aspects. And I think this is part of what Jake actually was getting to. Like, what do you need? What should I have? You have it from the user side where us as a user can, if we go to the brewery and you don't see it on the app, you can actually enter their information and put them in and say, hey, I'd like to people know about this brewery. And hopefully the brewery itself will then say, mm-hmm. hey, we want to participate. Participate yeah, and yeah. we'll update our hours ourselves and we'll be part of this. And then you have different price levels for the brewery. So right. there's the user side where you can wish and hope that somebody will actually put their brewery on there so you don't show up at the wrong hours. And then vice versa. Yeah. The wish and hope part is, is what makes me most uncomfortable. Right. I mean, like, you know, you always ask an entrepreneur, like what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up is worrying that breweries are not going to claim their listing and update their information. Mm-hmm. It's free to do that. So anybody listening, I highly encourage you, as long as you claim the listing using an email address at that domain name, it's an instantaneous uh, approval process for me. If you use a Gmail, I'm going to respond back to you and ask you to prove to me that you're the owner, but that's the process. That's it. Once you're in, you have full control to update all of your information. I do have three pricing tiers. Um, the pint, which is $16 a month, the growler, which is $64 a month and the case, which is $144 a month. The pint level essentially lets you update all of that basic information at a little bit with more detail, more, more prettiness, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then the growler level is what unlocks the, um, the, the updating of all those other networks. So th- this is a really important part that we're segue, we're segueing. Is that a word? How's that chinchilling? Yeah. It is now. <laughs> it's John? not, I, maybe it's not really a session because I'm losing my ability to use the English language. Um, yeah. But th- this is a, this is an important conversation because if you have an idea to launch an app, you got to monetize it. So people don't yeah. pay to download brewery hours. No, it'll always be free for the user. Right. So if it's free to the user, somebody's got to pay for it. Yeah. Otherwise, you've got a very expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which is how it's felt so it far. really is right. an expensive it's, hobby right now. So for- we've got to change that. So you've got a business model. Yeah. And your business model is have the breweries pay 
in different tiers to be a part of the platform and they get value in doing so. Right. And I think this is really important because you've got to, you got to think about this up front. And we've, we've actually done this with a lot of podcasters because Darren and I have helped a lot of podcasters here. We got the studio and launch and go. People come all the time. I got this great idea. Not sure where to go. So one of the first questions we ask is, well, how are you going to monetize it? Because it costs money to, to produce a podcast. So what, what is your return on investment? Like, is it, is it a hobby? If it's a hobby, you know, there's cheaper ones. That's an important question (laughs) to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But this is a really, this is a really important point because you've built this business model where you're going to provide this value to breweries. And I think it's brilliant because these guys are busy making beer. They're busy running tap rooms and dealing with, you know, the headaches of staff and all that stuff. And if you come to them and say, Hey, I've got this, this solution, 140 bucks and we'll manage all this stuff for you. So now when people get into the app, they know what's going on. And the benefit to you is you get satisfied customers. You get more people coming to the brewery exactly. and, you know, and now you're building a value proposition. You're like, and it only costs 140 bucks a month. Exactly. Take it, take it. Cause I, we, we're not good at this. We're so good I, at beer. I think yeah. what you're touching on is just how important it is to actually have a, a business plan to actually sit down right. and think about how this right. is going to be a business. And, uh, and I will say I'm, I'm proud in all the businesses I've started, I'm proud that for this one, I actually took all those steps because of my web design abilities. I bartered with somebody who helped me write a business plan that I'm still, I I go back and look at it all the time. I make tweaks and changes to it as necessary, but it was a really important jumping off point for me to visually see on paper how this was all going to be structured. It's, I wouldn't call it a vision plan, but there are goals set in there as to where I would like to see this Mm -hmm. go. The, the, you know, I just said, it's not a vision, but the vision is to have like a, a co-working space style office where it's really fun to come and work and everybody, you know, stand or sit, whatever, bring your putter, just come and hang out (laughs) at work because you enjoy what you do. Right. But what I want those people doing is calling on the breweries to make sure that their information is always kept up to date. So that question mm-hmm. or, or calling breweries to get mm-hmm. them to sign on and then, you know, sort of be like an account manager. I just I have this really great vision of a bunch of people who enjoy hanging out, working together to help build this community of breweries and, and beer craft beer drinkers. Yeah. Wow. A couple actually it's three questions. One, I want to know about your original business plan versus where it is today. And how hard you laugh in between. Um, to how did you come up with one of the, you have one of the best sales nuggets for this app. And it's when somebody like a user goes out there and says, or, or after the brewery claims their website, any followers of that website, any information that they put in goes in anonymously. And then you can hand it to that brewery and say, or they, they get, anonymous emails from the users asking all the questions to show the value of the app itself. How did you come up with that? And I know said three parts, but we'll just go with two. Can you just ask one fucking question at a time? Let's definitely start with the first one. And then I'm going to ask you to touch on that second one again. Yeah. The first part of the question is, uh, I'll get it out. It's just going to get lost. I know. I hope it doesn't get lost, but I'm going to need you to say it again. The first part of the question was about the business plan version one versus version two. Oh, you're not on version two. You're on version. The original. original. Well, the original business plan didn't really exist. It was in the iPhone notes app where I just wrote down, you know, 
uh, you know, <laughs> uh, if I get X number of breweries paying X number of dollars a month, this is my potential revenue. And it got me really excited. And I was like, okay, now I really need to refine this and figure out how this is going to work. And, you know, I, I called this girl and we talked all about how to write a business plan. And she asked me all the right questions and started putting it out there. And I got to say, when I opened it up the other day, you said about two years later, two and a half years after I originally started all this, a lot of it was still incredibly accurate. And the vision part of it was pretty similar, pretty on that, that really hasn't changed all that much, but what did change is the pricing levels. I came up with, you know, different uh, names for the levels and then I shifted the levels and then the ability to push out, to update all these 150 other publishers. That was a tremendous addition to the app. And that shifted my thinking as to the value that I could bring the breweries. I thought there was tremendous value alone in that the brewery could send push notifications to their followers or that they could create check-in specials <laughs> or any of the number of marketing opportunities that are in the app. I thought that was great. But then I was like, wait a minute, I'm just another place for these breweries to have to update their information. That is not going to work. Right. What can I do? And the answer was under my nose because Jason Under Design has a tool that we use for our clients to do exactly what I'm talking about doing for brewery hours. And right. that is letting the business update all of these other publishers out there, all of their information, even photos, videos. We have a dashboard, a portal where all of that information can be controlled. So now through an API, all you have to do is sign up with a membership through a subscription through uh, brewery hours, and it pushes right through that's the crazy. system and out yeah. to the other. So it goes, it goes to Google, no it goes to Yahoo, it goes to Yelp. Yep. Yeah. I mean, even your all. website. I would have to make some modifications to your website, so but the idea the person's yeah, website as well. Yeah. The, imagine, I'm sure even the non-technical people can imagine this. You go into our portal, your, your brewery hours profile, and you put in your hours Monday through Sunday, right? We give you a little snippet of code to put on your website. So on your website, it says Monday, open, close. You put in the snippet for open, you put in the snippet for close, and it updates automatically anytime you make changes within brewery hours. On 150, 150 plus. Now, some of so, them are pretty obscure. Some of them probably have you, never yeah, have anybody. Have you done the out. math on like what if a brewery owner wanted one of their employees to update every single one of those? I was up at a I don't know forms. if I feel comfortable saying the name of the brewery, but I was up at a brewery on the north say. side of Atlanta. How many hours? Would that take? Yeah. Say. And I went uh, it was during covid. So I had to like ask permission to go use the bathroom inside. And I saw the guy sitting at the table doing exactly this. He was yeah. updating hours. And I said to him, I was like, Hey, um, you know, who, who's responsible for updating the hours on all these different places? And he was like, that's me. So of course we got into this conversation and yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm not trying to take your job away, but like <laughs> I have something that <laughs> but can I make can. this a lot easier <laughs> for you. Right. Cause that's not his job. Right. It's a small part of his job that takes a lot of annoying time yeah. to have to oh, keep yeah. up with. And this was kind of early. So these were like more temporary hours where now they're probably back to their regular hours, but mm -hmm. still with special events. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of many examples of a brewery manager whose job it is to update the hours, who is thrilled at the opportunity to not have to do that manually. Yeah. That's huge. That's, yeah. It's, it's, I can't imagine the amount of hours that would save. Like it's crazy. Oh my gosh. It's well, just ridiculous. multiply that by how many. Yeah. If you've ever I had wanna, a report done for your business and I said, Jason, do me a favor, run this. He was showing me because I've had it done before. And it's like all these different websites have your information incorrect. Yeah. And I'm like, how? How? Yeah. I mean, First of all, how they launch get and it. go, launch right. and go workspace, launch and go workspaces, launch and go workspace, comma, 
INC, somehow these directories online get wrong information and there's no valid. There's From no val- Android users. <laughs> <laughs> probably. You're probably drinking too much. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, it was yeah. low hanging fruit. But I had to go for it. It'll be the little things, even like the address and it's like right. for drive and it says DR dot versus the word yeah. drive. And right. it's like, you're incorrect. And I, I have to, I mean, launch and go, I think, what was it like 93% inaccurate across mm-hmm. the web. And yet you've taken the time, like Facebook and Google were a hundred percent accurate, but it's all these other obscure ones that are out there. Mm-hmm. And I've had people say to me, well, why do I care about all those other obscure ones? That's why not where people you look. Well, funny you ask. Hmm. So, <laughs> Cause there's a lot of Android users. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Google the maker of Android and the ruler of all things internet, (laughs) they, in their, in their secret magic algorithm that helps rank you on their search engine results page considers the consistency of the data that is out there. So if you can imagine having inconsistent data in 150 different places, Google's seeing that in their crazy instantaneous way and knowing that it doesn't all match up. So if somebody's searching for coworking space, and launching ghost information is not consistent, they're going to put the next competitor at the top because theirs might be. So it gives you a better rank. Even if they're helps in, with in your a ranking. terrible co-working space. Yep. The other spot. Absolutely. Mm. Other yeah. Interesting. And whoever that is doesn't deserve that. No, that's actually a really, really interesting point. I never thought about that. No, I did not know that. So that's yeah. a bonus. Bing, bing, bing. Or I want to, I feel like there's other things I want to talk about real quick too. Like the ability for the app right now as a, growler level you can embed your untapped menu and i think it's actually really i'm really happy to share like to mention untapped because i don't in any way want people to think that i'm even trying to compete with untapped Mm -mm. for those who don't know or those who do the untapped is an app that people use to rate the beer Right. My app is about the brewery and the experience mm-hmm. and you can rate the breweries. I have a rating system in there, which is great. But the point is not to try to compete with a great system that I personally use religiously. I love that app. I, what did I show you? I'm like 950 check-ins at this point. I'm very <laughs> yeah. proud of that number. And now I'm driven to cross the, the thousand threshold. Need to get another digit in there. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Actually. Oh, I did already check in Mary and bright. I thought I was one closer. Um, but the, the point is that I've got the ability right now for that subscriber to take code that untapped gives them and plop it right into their profile so that while someone's looking at their profile on brewery hours, they can also see the beers that are available mm. and future to come. I will be using API, uh, untaps API to actually import all of their current beer menu, which will then allow the brewery hours user to not only search by location and by feature, but also by style of beer, which would be super cool. So I'm really excited about that integration there too, but setting up his business to sell it right there with that. I mean, Hey, how do I, didn't untap just get, they just got a, uh, venture capitalist injection of cash that is like massive and they are buying up some other companies. In fact, um, mm-hmm. uh, what's, right. what's that other Georgia company where you could, uh, you could pre-order beer. What? Oh, I need to know oh, it. Come on. I don't know. They it. just changed their name and that's what's yes. throwing me off now. It'll come to oh, me. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Yeah. It'll come to me. So there was a Georgia app you know, that was created. was just bought by a cannabis yeah. business out of Canada. Canada. That's massive news mm-hmm. for the area. Wow. Um, 
But this other app, you could essentially go on and look for breweries in your market. And anytime they had a special and offer, you could claim it. So I don't know if you guys were part of the uh, the, the, <laughs> the fanatic movement called All Together. I was obsessed with it. The All Together beers. It was a recipe created by a brewery in Brooklyn called, uh, oh man, too many beers now. I'm forgetting all the names of everything. There shouldn't goes, have, there shouldn't goes have my cracked memory. that knucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, the point is that you could pre-order these beers and you wouldn't have to necessarily go and wait online mm-hmm. on the day of release to see if they even had any left. You could reserve it and go pick it up whenever. Oh, and wow. I started opening, I started buying these all togethers at all the breweries around yep. Atlanta. And then when it would tell me like, okay, it's time to pick it up. We would take a road trip and go pick it up. Even though the breweries were closed, other half in, uh, in, in Brooklyn, that's oh, the that's name of the cool. brewery. So they put out this recipe worldwide and there was some crazy number, like 700 breweries in the United States took this recipe and made their own version of it and put it out. So oh. the ones that were in Georgia, I claimed and mm-hmm. I went and bought it and I went and picked it up anyway, untapped bought them, changed their name. And now that's something that they do Untapped's putting on like concerts and and massive beer fest in stadiums i mean they're doing some really great stuff yeah. and i absolutely love them and i think it's great that they're doing what they're doing and i wanted to be able to integrate them in whatever way possible not try to compete so i hope that people you know hear that and, and use both apps well here's what i like about what you did and i think this is really important for people that are listening and coming up with their own ideas you isolated a very specific opportunity and went for it I think one of the problems that a lot of apps that I've used over the past that I didn't like, I think what they suffer from is they try to solve too much at once. Mm. And I think the the most important thing is to be really laser focused on what it is that app is supposed to do. And then maybe later on, if there's ways to expand it, like, you know, untapped is a great example. You know, when it started, it wasn't what it is today. Oh, by no means. Right. So, but they got really good at solving that one opportunity that they saw. And it's worked mm-hmm. well for them. And I think that the same thing with this, you know, you get really good at solving that one issue and there's going to be other opportunities over time that, that branch out. Um, but I, I don't know uh, what your thoughts are on that, but I think getting just really laser focused on what that opportunity is, fix that, solve that, and then in time iterate on it yeah. and, and make it better. It's a, it's a, it's a complicated question statement to make right. because while I, I think that's a fear. I don't want to get inundated with ideas that can complicate things or make it something that it's not necessarily needs to be, right? Right. But that being said, we're always answering problems, you know, creating solutions to problems. So I'm thinking now that, you know, I I told you this story right before we started that I was contacted by a girl out in Denver, Colorado, who organizes these 5Ks that start and stop at a brewery. So I simply, I can't even call it a pivot, but I changed the code to allow a user to be a quote unquote promoter. And I gave her the ability to have access to a brewery's um, check-in special for a designated time. So she logs into her own account and has this new little promoter area where she can edit that brewery and add a check-in special. So she went in and she created a coupon to use at the next event. So Rocky Mountain Brew Runs went in and when you checked in at that brewery that day, you would see that her offer was available and anybody who claimed that offer and saved it for later 
now gets to be on her list of people that she can then send push notifications out to the next time. Right. So mm-hmm. I never imagined that the check-in special would be utilized that way, but with a really simple tweak in what we had, we were able to open up this whole other possibility. So then naturally she introduces me to somebody that she knows uh, in Minneapolis who runs a company that is in multiple cities and Sidewalk dog, I believe is the name of it. And it's all about activities and things you can do with your dog. And their number one seller is their, their, uh, their passport basically is what it is, right? It's only breweries that are dog friendly though, which fits her model. But that got me thinking about the whole passport thing. And I was like, well, should I be thinking about using brewery hours as a passport or should I be leveraging people who already have these brewery passports and just letting them use my platform as a way for people to claim the offer at all these different breweries? Because what does that do? That gets me breweries, that gets me users, and I don't have to even take a piece of your sales. Right. So the, the another thing that we're thinking about now is how we can integrate that. Like if you go to you know, I don't, I don't want to use the name of anyone in particular, but we'll just call it makebelievepassport.com and you buy a passport. If they could give a code that would then unlock that passport's offers in brewery hours, then we would just have to simply build a page that's for people to, you know, browse available passports or search for available passports, put in a code and it instantly opens up all these offers and encourages them to go visit each wow. of these breweries. And if you have an iPhone, what would really be cool is then you can store your passports in your Apple a, wallet. Exactly. On a more serious note, no, I, well, I worked with a guy who, his wife is a, you, you totally hit it. The uh, His wife is an avid runner. She does all these in, she, I mean, all different states. That's her hobby. Wow. She, she runs and she does 50 mile, 100 mile ultra I'm exhausted. I know. But he will go, he, of course he goes with her. Months. Him and her kids and stuff like that. And uh, so he'll go to these marathons. And if it, a lot of them are like, you know, a 10K, 15K, 20K and whatever. And there's a brewery that is in there. And he's like, well, I'll go with you. And, and, and he'll, <laughs> he'll, motive. he'll run half of it and then sit down and watch her run the rest. And he just has beer. I like and it. Yeah. Smart. Well, so what you're what you're explaining is iteration, mm-hmm. which I think is a key point. So I'll give you an example of this. I've got a, um, a a contract application that we use in our real estate business, and they have an app. And essentially, the the user experience is I'm not doing contracts from my phone, right? I, I thought to myself, this app would be perfect if I could just look something up. Like, let me jump into a contract and just check a date or something like that. Like, it's a different user experience than when I'm sitting at my computer and I'm drafting it. Well, I download the app and the app is essentially just kind of like a web version on a phone to do everything that you do online. And I was like, this is junk. And I never used it. Yeah. Because they they tried to be too many things. And it's like, damn it, the problem is. If all you have to do is ask any of the users of your platform, well, if we did an app, what would you use it for? Oh, so I could look something up real quick. Right. I mean, a hundred, (laughs) a hundred out of a hundred people would have given you that answer. And what'd you give them? Well, here's here. You can do everything. No, I don't. I'm not writing a damn contract on my phone. I got the backhaul. Right. (laughs) This is dumb. I just want to check something. Right. And so nobody uses the app. Right. And that and I'm bringing that up because I think that's an example of 
you know, somebody trying to be all things, all people and not getting really laser focused on what's the opportunity, solve that, and then maybe iterate over time on bringing in functionality. Once I've, I've solved that one opportunity, that one problem, right. and people notice that that or know that that is a, a value to them to use it. And then I'll figure that other stuff out over time as it makes sense. Because I'll tell you, when I did the dot-com thing, um, I I came at this from a non-technical point of view. So I always thought about it as a user. And I had a, a saying that I would tell people all the time, just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. Amen. And that seems to be like, especially in technology, I don't know what it is about you guys. <laughs> I'm going to pick on you. But it's like, oh, we can do this. We can do that. And let's just roll it out. It's like, hold on. Nobody's going to use that right. <laughs> just because it can be done. doesn't mean that we should do it or that people are going to want to use it. That's a good point. And, uh, and so that's. Yeah. But if they really, would just, oh. if they would put <laughs> between happened? you and untapped, if you guys would have only, I only want it on at certain times, a geolocator that lets me know that like the app would come up on my phone because I always remember after I leave the brewery half the time. It's like I was at Lion Creek the other night mm-hmm. and it was. The other day, and then I got home and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to check in on brewery hours. I'll do it. So I follow you. Yeah. And I noticed that you checked in at a time that was a bit later than you would normally show up. Then they're closed after hours. You would normally check in later. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't mean show up there is different than still being there. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. So, no, but uh, you're right. I, I mean, for me, it'd be like, hey, I idiot, like, you're here. You're at this location. Right. So yeah. I actually have a, a plan for the future that takes that a little bit of a step further and tells you, gives you an alert that you're approaching like in the general vicinity so of a brewery. Oh, yeah. Thank that would be a really fun Lord. thing to do. I just haven't. I'll never make it anywhere. <laughs> <That'll make little laughs> I haven't yeah. figured yeah. it out. So Apple Maps. Road trips will just be automatically forever. pops up. Boop, turn left. Exactly. But dad, you said <laughs> it the, takes over your GPS. Yes. 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 Honey, why are we at a brewery? The GPS yes. just yes. Took, the Tesla told me took to me here. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I can't be responsible for this phone. It's technology. Yeah. Just, so it's I, an Android. You know, it was hacked. Now, if they had the pickup service like that all the way through, then you could just grab it and go. Going. <laughs> your car by the time you get done with this <laughs> we're heading to florida kids <laughs> i'm just worried is there an, is there a limit on the number of, like check-ins that will show on the app because darren's just it's probably going to blow out per like, day yeah i mean do you, have you upgraded your servers like, yet? is it a million plus <laughs> or <laughs> well i've been line creek been, he's been in line creek i'm six obviously times the today. very first beta tester and i i think i said um i've checked in like <laughs> over 90 times at this point which is also a really fun stat you know just to kind of see how many brewers you visited and yeah. all, how many people are following you how many brewers you're following all that kind of stuff yeah. is all those were all beta tester feedback that was like that would be really cool if i could just see and i thought well that's pretty easy to do so even if it's not you know, like to your point, just because we can, maybe we shouldn't. But right. this was like, oh, yeah, that's fun. Let's add that. Yeah. So I've been taking suggestions. I've got a very nice organized list of okay. what we might want to build into the future. Mm-hmm. And and I definitely the proximity thing is something that's high up on my list because I just think that's a really great way of, again, attracting a user to come to the brewery when they may not have even known that it was around. And again, value add, right? Absolutely. So that's yeah. a way that you can Super. just yep. don't ever build the intervention app part you've drank too much <laughs> like darren darren you've already been here three times today <laughs> try Don't a new come. place with the with the <laughs> proximity today with the proximity, automatically yeah. ubers for him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your phone hasn't now, left the bar in four hours yeah, so you, <laughs> automatically call <laughs> Uber. call car here for darren <laughs> darren it's like that oh, medical alert. Damn it, your time to go 
damn phone. <laughs> iOS, I should have got an Android. <laughs> Shit. That's right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Now the other part would be, like you said, the proximity thing. And all of a sudden it's taking you to the new brewery and you show up and yeah, everybody's there. This is your intervention. Oh, oh damn it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The app only alerts people that follow you once you check in, not to let them know that you're on your way. So they wouldn't know yeah. to be there before. Come you. on, let's go. <laughs> so <laughs> more the merrier. <laughs> We're all going down with this ship. Yep. <laughs> so I want to go back to the, the person that's thinking like, gosh, I've got an idea or at some point may have an idea. There's a lot that goes into it. And I hope that we have um, at this point, I think we've kind of illustrated that, that gosh, you know, from a development standpoint, you know, business model, we've kind of talked through all the stuff that you went through two years in the making to get here. And it recently just launched, what was it, a month and a half, two months ago? August 27th. I don't know what today is. Yeah. I'm always in track to. We're we're coming up on three months. Tomorrow's, yeah, tomorrow's in Friday. a ballpark. Shut tomorrow's up. Friday, Friday the 13th. The 13th. Oh, yeah. I lost my Android phone. Google Calendar tells me Friday everything. the 13th is always a lucky day for <laughs> it me. It is for me. I was born on the 13th. So was my wife. Oh. On so our Friday. anniversary. We. I was actually born on Sunday, Mother's Day. That's a bit opposite of Friday the 13th, but, uh, but still special. <laughs> Not exactly what I wanted for Mother's Day, but okay. It's exactly <laughs> what my mom wanted for Mother's Day, which is why she <laughs> made it happen that way, which I'm, I'm very happy. I haven't had to buy her Mother's Day present ever since. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday to me. Well, that's, yeah, that worked out. That was kind of cool. Um, I am your gift. Exactly. Every. The gift that keeps on giving every year. <laughs> yeah. um, but kind of going back to the, the, the point that I wanted to make. So there's a lot that goes into this. If somebody's got that idea and they sit down, I'm, obviously they need to call you. You know, so if you're listening, and you have an app idea, you need to call Jason. Um, but if they if they do, how much of all this needs to be figured out? Can they come to you with just like, hey, I've got an idea, I don't know where to go with it. I've maybe got some thoughts about monetization, but not yet. Like, what stage do they need to be in to come chat with you? Wait, did I? Are you? Doing app development now? Is that a new Sounds division like of yeah. Jason Hunter? Design? Sounds like, like he's all in for yeah, other people. Doing it. No, like I said, I mean, we, we developed Are you listening, numerous. Darren? We've okay. developed. Okay. So a little Just background. Make sure it's official. We don't usually, you know, come in. I don't know if we're in the middle of the end of the show, whatever. We don't usually say background stories or now, whenever. wherever we are in, in the show. But I, uh, I actually developed an app that failed tremendously years ago. It was called Skills On Demand, S-K-I-L-L-Z on demand. And uh, the purpose of the app was essentially to house cheerleading training. Oh, there's your fault right there. I love cheerleading. What? Just saying. (laughs) Well, anyway, we thought it was a great idea because my partner at the time was a, he owns a company that goes around teaching cheerleading training. Mm -hmm. So we spent a lot of money to create a beautiful set and we had multiple videographers and we had this great content. We had, I think, 13 different uh, bundles that you could buy. And each bundle had anywhere from four to seven videos in it. I think our pricing was fair. We just didn't market it right. For it an app? As an app. So would, would you were like the Herky package and then the Pike package. How do you know that? How do you because know that my daughters yeah, were in cheerleading. Right, I actually do know it. So All right. yes. Mm, I know. I see some eyebrows being raised. That's totally not, useless no, knowledge, guys. <laughs> That's no. So uh, <laughs> anyway, we, we developed that. You don't, know, you don't know what a Herky is or a Pike? I know what a pike yeah. is because, you know, I've watched the Olympics before, but a herky? It's a hell, it's Darren. The absolute, it's a jump. Like, what's that, what's that, with that weird cheerleader movie? Now, that it's is like, great. The one with the one from um, like, 
I don't what know. Was it? The little blonde, the bronze. Yeah. I don't know the name. Seen, that's the movie. Sure you, the Browns. If, if it didn't have that, Arnold in it, I didn't I watch know, it. Uh, uh, Michelle Roche. Like good movie. She's, on, um, she's on Big Bang Theory. She plays the little blonde. Really? I, didn't, little, I don't think I've seen what's that. What's her name? Michelle Roche or whatever. And it is hysterical. Oh. It is hysterical. Just totally like, she I takes totally derailed. She takes the third in the Olympics and like her whole town, like everybody. She, oh, <laughs> Have we Do lost the watch podcast? it with your kids. <laughs> I think we've lost it at this point. <laughs> don't watch it with your kids. It's an adult. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's freaking funny. Focus. Sorry. Focus. I'm going to use the, I'm going to, I'm going to check the temperature. The thermostat. Jesus. <laughs> He's pissing folks. Oh my He's gosh. <laughs> taking a pee. Well, geez, yeah, we're so at that point. It, we are at that point. Um, um, so we built this app and uh, we did that in-house. It was also expensive, but it was something I was going on in on with a friend and he was going to handle the marketing. I did the dev part and we uh, had to go through this whole process then. So uh, I think it was Darren who kind of commented, you know, am I doing app development now? We kind of always have. It's just never really been in the forefront of our offerings. Um, but yes, absolutely. I mean, we are developers. We love more custom, the better. And if it's in an app form, we highly welcome that. Those are really fun projects. But going, going back to my question, like, do they do they need to know a certain amount about their business model, no. the app, or can they come to you and say, I've got an idea? No, I have to say that, you know, personally, my favorite part of of being in a business is the consult the consultative part of it, right? So I don't care what you come to me with. I'm going to really enjoy talking it through with you. Mm -hmm. It's why I run Startup Fayette with Darren. It's why I show up to 1 Million Cups every month. I mean, it's literally the driver for me is to, to listen to people's ideas and to help figure out the best way to execute that. And I have had conversations with people who thought they had an idea for an app and completely turned them towards just doing a mobile-friendly website because it could do everything that they were talking about doing. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a lot of consultation that goes into what we do. And, and I don't charge for that because, like I said, that's what I love to do the most. That's like what gives me joy every day is to really talk to people and hear their ideas and think of ways to really challenge those ideas to figure out a better way to do it. Mm -hmm. I think this is really refreshing because the, the biggest thing that I wanted people to walk away with after listening to this episode is that – you know, you, if you've got an idea, cause I know a lot of people are like, man, I've got an idea for an app. I've heard that many times, but I think they never go anywhere with it. Cause they're like, I'm not a techie. Like I don't, I, what business do I have trying to get into creating an app? Right. You may have a really great opportunity ahead of you. You know, it's like, I, I hearken it to, um, it, let's just say that you wanted to get into the, the business of, of, you know, hauling trash. You know, so I want to start a, a garbage company, go pick up garbage cans and all that stuff. Do you need to know how to work on the trucks? I mean, it's uh, what no. we talked about early on. You don't. Right? People who have business ideas that don't know how to run a business. Other people are really good at running businesses and don't have any ideas. Yes. That's well, a marriage. Exactly made in heaven, right. right. So just yes. because you have an idea and don't know how to execute it doesn't mean that you should sleep on it. Talk to someone about it. Find the right person to partner with and build it. And I'm not even trying to be that person to everybody that comes to me with an idea. I'm just saying there is always a person for, for somebody, right? Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Cause you're right. There are people that are really good at business and, you know, structuring the, the legal and finance side of it and never had a damn idea in their mind in yeah. their life, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that's a, a really good point. 
So if you have an idea, don't be scared. Don't be Re- scared. Reach Go out. for it. Yeah. T- is there any harm in talking to somebody about your idea? I, I mean, I know a lot of people are afraid that if they talk about their idea that it's going to be stolen. Right. Um, I will yeah. say that for those who need it, I'm more than happy to sign an NDA. But I, I mean, I'm a very honest person to begin with, so I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people come at it from that perspective. Like, well, what harm is it going to have? Well, what if they take my idea? You yeah. know, I mean, that's always a risk that you're even with an NDA. That's something you're always going to have to be somewhat concerned about. But mm-hmm. I, I always just say, go for it. I mean, yeah. there, there's really there's no harm in starting the conversation and even to drop a few dollars into seeing if it's a liable, uh, a viable infor- uh, idea or not. Sure. I mean, what, yeah. what do you lose? Yeah. And I think that, you know, what would it cost you to hold that idea inside and wonder if it could have been something? Somebody else. And then you find it. out that somebody else came up yep. with it and you kick yourself because yeah. that was your idea first. Well, it's, it's funny that you say that because I've had so many people over the years that like, Oh, I've got an idea and they won't talk to me about it because they're afraid of it being stolen. And, uh, you know, even with a non-disclosure, I still have people that are like, well, geez, it's, it could still be, you know, somebody could take it and run with it. You know, they could make it their idea. And it's like, but, and so it's like, if you keep it to yourself and you can't bring it to fruition, what What good good is it? it? Right. Right. Exactly. What good is it? So, you know, I think the best, best thing you can do is try to find no people that you trust, like get referred to somebody through your network that, that they trust that like, hey, I know you can talk to so-and-so about it. And, you know, if you've come up with the, the next best thing mm-hmm. that is going to take the world by storm and they're like, oh, my God, this is such a huge opportunity. But you can trust them. Right. And if you want them to sign agreements, they will. But you know what? They could steal your idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just. That's it why is. you get their home address. Right. So you can, you know, you know. Then call Mr. Winnie. Molotov cocktails. Burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Winnie will come and shake his flashlight at him. <laughs> I got an idea for a cheerleading app. Oh. I want you to take a look at it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Does it have herky jerkies? <laughs> there you go. I, I got it. One other question that I was trying to get to I before. wasn't going there, man. That was it. Oh, did you remember wrong. the third question? Well, I know. What it, it had to do with it monetization. 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So when you were developing this and you were trying to figure out how to monetize it, there is the point where a lot of people say, I'm going to develop an app. I'll put it out there. And put out a free version and then I'll charge 99 cents or 2.99 for for that price model to the consumer. Um, you chose to go a different way with it and because it's a more service-based type thing, a business model. How did you decide that and if somebody comes to you, would you help them decide which way is the better way to try to monetize it? Yeah, I would definitely help them try to figure out what would work best for them. I think there's a lot of Uh, value in going the freemium model where you offer the app for free, but then you upcharge, you know, you, you charge them to take the ads away or something like that. I think there's, that's how a lot of apps do it. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the app store and you're browsing, you'll see, it'll always say in-app purchases or something like that to make you know, to let you know that there's uh, an opportunity for you to upgrade in some way. That's usually, it's, it's rare that people have two separate apps now, like a, you know, mm-hmm. this version and then like the pro version or something. And if you let your kids download that app, you're going to go broke. Yeah. Yes. Be careful. 
So what's I, the, I what's mean, the, what's that game? I'm thinking the free free game. Oh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, free to download. And how then many once billions is, did that guy uh-huh. make? How, yeah. yeah. How, how many uh, retirement accounts were wiped out from that game? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is an expensive free game. Yeah. So you know, or, I I had no, decided no. for myself that I I wanted this to be I wanted it as few barriers to entry as possible. Sure. Right. So I knew that in order to get as many users as I could, the app had to be free. Yeah. And besides, Apple takes 30% off the top anyway. So 99 cents really is 70 cents in my pocket, which is not nothing. But when you start thinking about how many users you're going to get, and I was like, that's that's not the kind of money that I really want to go into this for. Don't so think I, about it in terms of cents. Think about it in terms of margin percentage. That's 30%. That's huge. 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 Yes. And there's a whole yeah. thing going on right now about that. Damn Apple. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a benefit of the Google I'm, Play Store. At least Amazon does they the don't same allow thing, Russian apps, dude. Right. Amazon does that, though. If, uh, when dude, you're buyer beware. Amazon market. All, but, so, um, but your price model, you're direct to the, the brewery. Yeah. So they don't get a cut of that. No. Yeah, because my it's a it's I guess you could call it a, a backdoor, a roundabout, whatever you want to call it. My the, the the breweries would subscribe. They can claim their listing through the app, which, as I said before, is free. Right. But if they want to upgrade to a subscription, it's a web based subscription process. Does Apple charge you, though, for the app itself by no. hosting? It? So, no, they charge you a ninety nine dollar a year developer fee. OK. And you can have. Dozens of apps in say. your account as a developer. Right. We right now only have the one. Skills on demand is still there, but it's not active, and it doesn't matter because I'm paying ninety nine dollars a year. Not active. Um, Thanks, but <laughs> I still think it can come back. I have I have faith. Uh, uh, just do YouTube videos. I, dude. I was just going to say, just you know, throwing yeah. it out there. But then you can't charge for it. Udemy. This whole system is. It's a lot like that. I you don't know if Udemy was around when we built this app, though. You could, you this was pretty early on, and I think we were on Ad-based, man. Just, I mean, unless you're us and you Everything. get blacklisted, you, you watch can't, YouTube. you know, YouTube demonetized. Is, and YouTube is garbage now because yeah. you're just like every 30 oh, seconds. You're it's getting, a wasteland. Our little, video. our little girl loves watching this one thing on YouTube, and every couple of minutes when the commercial comes on, uh-oh, mommy, uh-oh, daddy. We're like, what's uh-oh? Oh, commercial, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who knows what the commercial is going to be for Yep. Yeah, not not a fan. Don't get me started on Yeah, on don't get started. You can <laughs> pay Jake for the Jesus. You can pay for uh-huh. the version of YouTube of where you can. take the commercials. Of course you can. So, so I, I guess the, the biggest thing I want people to walk away from this episode with is if you've got the idea, you need to talk to somebody like Jason, see if there's an, an opportunity, help figure out what the business model is. There's a lot to it, but it could be huge payoff, you know, and as you were talking about earlier, you've talked to people that got this great idea and you go out and look and like, yeah, it's a great idea because somebody already did it. But one of you listening, somebody listening to this pod ha- podcast has a great idea. It podcast. Sorry. <laughs> podcast. Well, the beer is really good. I'm gotcha. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but somebody listening to the podcast, one of you right now has a great idea that has not been done yet. Yeah, but you could also improve the one that is out yeah, there. Yeah, you know, I, I do. I, I know that I'm the one that said it before. Like, you know, someone already came out with it. In the case of my friend, this is a billion-dollar company who has done it right. I, yeah. I mean, I use it. Like, yeah, like every day, dude, you, it's like, like, you can't, I don't think I could even try to do something. It's like if somebody came done. to you, like, dude, I got an idea. Like, let's make an app where you can buy things that are at the store <laughs> on your phone. 
<laughs> like, get out of here. Yeah. Um, you're idea. not going to out Amazon, Amazon. I'm sorry. Yeah. Might be able to develop a better great idea of but no. or right. something. But no, no the, to that point, though, there is uh, there's nothing. You don't always have to be the first one to be the best one. In fact, sometimes Apple. the people who showed up Apple's first, a perfect example. Yeah. Look they're at that. never the first ones. Right. He always has shit before I have it. But when my phone gets it, it works right. <laughs> I just got to restart a couple times. Just <laughs> <laughs> reboot it. Dude, it works great. <laughs> Blue Unplug screen, it. no big deal. When in doubt. No, unplug. that's my work. <laughs> that's a great, it is a, a great point. You know, just because somebody has had the idea doesn't mean you can't come along and improve the user experience. But yeah, if it's, if you're like, Hey, I'm going to try to, you know, create the next Amazon. Good luck. Yeah. Got an idea for a search engine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I thought he was going. <laughs> I'm gonna call it Goober. <laughs> so, yeah. Duck, duck, stop. <laughs> You'd be a Goober for trying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, before before we adjourn, we got to make a quick announcement here because all this talk about this wonderful app brewery hours. Which, by the way, if you're one of us, meaning you know, smart iPhone users, the cool kids. Um, you need <laughs> go out and download brewery hours right now. It's a free app. As Give we just talked store. about paid for, uh, not there. Right. Mr. Winnie. Well, yours is coming. I'm looking in at the weeks. place store right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> couple just weeks, couple weeks, couple weeks. weeks and you'll get yours. So you'll get yeah. to be a beta tester. If them. you're like Mr. Winnie and you're not that smart, you'll, you know, a couple Bye. of weeks later, you'll <laughs> I got to reboot my phone <laughs> and it's locked up. <laughs> flashlight locked your phone up sorry buddy um Dude, it's just it's russian program. code it's really weird it's got a it's got that weird thing that looks like an r but it's not I don't it's know. not russian dude. yeah called, if i if i could called. people listening download the uh, iphone listeners go download the app you can search for us brewery hours it's two words we come up uh, i think it's where like the second option underneath the ad at the moment the more search volume we get the higher up we'll get which is pretty great that we're where we are now but um, when you open the app, you know, whether you if you create an account, you can follow breweries, you can check in at breweries, you can share breweries, all that activity that you do, especially when you request hours. If I don't have the hours for that brewery in there, it always sends an email to the email address I have on file for that brewery, which just gets them even more encouraged to come on and claim it. So I encourage people to download the app, use the app, have fun using the app, share the app. And uh, if anybody knows any or if you're a brewery manager or owner, by all means, reach out to me and uh, let's get something set up. I'll give you a demo. Yeah, it's awesome. So download the app today. And we are also going to announce on this podcast yeah. that Brewery Hours is going to be an official sponsor of the podcast. Proud. So we're going to be talking about you guys every week and reminding it. people that you need to download this app because it's going to it's going to save you time. Actually, I don't think they're going to be a sponsor until they come out with an Android version. <laughs> Says you. I'm being blocked. Well, for the for the <laughs> for the Android users, you can actually go to the website. Yes, breweryhours.app. You are you can create an account at breweryhours.app. You can use all the features okay. that are available in the app form. Can you still email me? Like if I put my can you, I, you I can't can use push my phone. You. you can't push for the next no. couple of weeks. You can use my phone to look stuff up. <laughs> but you know what? You're probably not a good idea because you'll realize oh, how I'll much better my phone. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get flagged. <laughs> well, this is interesting. I don't remember signing up for this. 
<laughs> so uh yeah jason we really appreciate um you coming on the show oh, we man. appreciate your partnership thanks for having me back, back. on the show yeah back on yeah. the show you're yeah. the first part first person to come back on OG. the show that's awesome OG, he's an OG. Yeah. Original gangster. What are we on now? What is today? Original guest. Uh, 92. That's awesome. So from 9 to 92. to 92. Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah, so we've come a long way. Yeah, yeah. And you have too. Because yeah. I think I think when we had you on, we were just talking about your idea. Darren mentioned that the other day. I couldn't remember. Did we talk about brewery hours? I, I don't remember go back we talked about it, it again. I, I got to go back so. and listen. I don't think we talked yeah. about it on the show, but I think we talked about it outside the show. Yeah, I remember. The, I do remember the podcast, and I was on my cell phone. I mean, just to talk about how far you've come. Now we're sitting right. in an actual podcast studio. I was on my cell phone, sitting on the couch in my office, and uh, I remember talking about like all these entrepreneurial ventures, but I can't remember where I was at in my head with brewery hours. So it's pretty uh -huh. cool, though, to, to compare then to now and see, you know, all that I've been through to get here and mm -hmm. and where I am with the app and and just in business in general. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then also the podcast. Mr. Winnie and I were huddled in a non-air conditioned room. Yeah, a little, clo <laughs> little closet <laughs> yes. surrounded by foam. Sound yeah, quality is awesome. a little better now these days. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. We actually know yeah. how to edit stuff. Yeah, we've come a long way. But man, Drinking congratulations. Thank you. Man, I'm really proud of you. The, the app looks great. The logo is awesome. The user experience is really good. And just for the freaking record, as a beta user, the version I'm using now, which is available to the public, is the same damn one I got. So I was really late. But as soon as I got in, it was a, it was a really cool user experience. And I immediately got the the value as as a user and oh, i can totally see it from the that's brewery great. perspective that's really great yeah and i wish you could mr. have Winnie's the same jealous. experience mr winnie but you can't <laughs> and because your phone coming sucks. out <laughs> when's the new version new version's coming out when? uh the beta version of the new version should be released today i'm just gonna have to play with it myself a little bit and then put it out there for the for apple to cool. re-approve that's every time you put up a new version they have to approve it again but and I, and I also have to, I got to brag 30%, on you. 30%. I mean, they should. They should yeah. do it thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, make them work for it. <laughs> exactly. I have to brag on you too. Just, I'm going to make you blush a little bit. So I, I, we met, I met you officially before we recorded the podcast and that was over two years ago. And since then, you know, I've gotten really active in the business community. Freaking everybody knows you. <laughs> I'm, mm -hmm. I talk to people all the time. Mission like, accomplished. Oh, it's like, yeah. like the conversation will come up about web and tech. Like, oh, have you ever talked to Jason? Oh, I know Jason Bass. I'm like, Jesus Christ, everybody knows freaking Jason. That's yeah. awesome. Everybody knows you, man. I mean, so, that does make me blush. I'm flattered. I mean, that's a, that's a big accomplishment as far as I'm concerned. And I'm, I've never met anybody that knows you that didn't have the utmost respect for you. Yep. I should have asked that afterwards, just because yeah. they know me. What Always are they nice about things me? to no, say about Every single time, including people in your industry. Oh, that's nice to know. So your competitors. Did you ask yeah. me? I'd say, yeah, I know that guy, the yeah. condom guy. Yeah, the condom guy. He's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. He sold me condoms in high school, man. Dude, <laughs> you know much. how many babies I'd be taken care of if it wasn't for that guy? It's like... <laughs> It's like Kramer when he sold the stole the ass man license yes. plate. Yes. Condom man, condom man, you know it. Oh my god! Oh shit! That went a little too Dude, far. I didn't want it to go that far, but go ahead. It's great. Now everybody's going back. What episode was it? Episode, episode nine? nine. Episode I gotta nine. Listen. I gotta listen. It was great. <laughs> no, but seriously, man. You obviously you do a lot of stuff. We talked about what you do with One Million Cups and Startup Fayette, and you're just really active in the business community. And you know, you're just known by so many people. And and uh, yeah, I, I love your approach to just, you know, entrepreneurism in general. And, you know, he's a craft beer guy, Mr. Winnie. So he's I one know, of us. I know. Yeah. I love him. Yes. Oh, I, I love you guys too. 
Love you, bro. I love you, man. Don't leave him hanging. Sorry, Jesus. I didn't see you. What, you're worried he's got COVID? No, Jesus. I just, I'm <laughs> Dude, I'm getting old. Vision. My peripheral vision is COVID is COVID is done. We had the election. We're, we're done. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's over. Well, listen, man, thanks for coming in. And thanks for talking to us about this. It's the first time I've ever had a chance to talk to somebody about developing an app. And cool. I, I think it's really cool. So we wish you the best of luck. We are going to support you. We're going to be talking about the app every week, using it, checking in, and uh, making sure that we never show up to a closed brewery. We know where the events are. Yes. I don't want to show up at a brewery where they're having, you know, the national dog ankle biter event. <laughs> well, okay. you know and, what? You know, or goat it, yoga going on. If you have an Android, what's wrong with that? That'd if, be fun. If you have an Android, it's going to happen. I want beer yoga, but not goat yoga. Yeah. It will happen with an Android, but yeah, you can I mean, also you're, have your screws. But you for can a also find weeks. out if they put their food trucks out there too. So you may have a special mm. food truck mm. that you like, and it's like I got great beer and a food truck. Yes, Check and so all live the, boxes. the live music, live and, music, and they're dog friendly. Can we so say, folks, if you're listening to the app awesome. right now, go download the Brewery Hours app if you have an iPhone. In two weeks, you know, you can do it on on, on your Android, you know, yeah, as long two. as it still works because of all the bad apps you've got on there and they've hacked <laughs> in. But download it. If you don't have the freaking 10 seconds to download a free app, you suck. Well, that's it. Yeah. Well, and stop listening to the podcast. I, I got to say, if you're willing to <laughs> no, give me more than that. 10 seconds, don't download the app help. and then go and leave me a review. Oh, there you go. Yes. yes. That would be, that'd be a big help ask. Make it Come better. on, people, go do it. Unless you're Mr. Wendy. Yeah, you wait no, for we're, we're going to love you either way because we, we love will? all of our listeners. Oh, we do. Download it and add your favorite brewery to it wherever you are in the United States. I did. I was just, yes, got caught up. It was in the moment. There they go. Are we going to wrap this now? We are going to wrap. Guys. Typical Apple user. It's our, it's our first time doing this in four weeks. John, don't forget to say see you at the end. Yeah. I will. Do you remember how to do this? <laughs> thanks, Darren. How to do thanks it. for the cue. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>